a podcast of Grand View Christian Church's discipleship team. I'm your host, Kristen Mudrack, the discipleship team coordinator. Last season, we focused on discipleship, what it is, how we pursue it, and what it looks like for our pastors, elders, members, and college students. This season, we are looking at service in the Johnson City area through Grandview's own JC Serve and other ministries. Join us as we highlight each of these ministries and ask how we can best come alongside them to help them serve our community. Our episodes will focus on ministries that we help serve financially, prayerfully, and in physical service, all leading up to our multi-church event, Love JC, on September 25th. If you're interested in serving in any way for any of the ministries we highlight, don't hesitate to contact Nathan at grandviewchristian.org or follow the links in the episode description. Our hope is that you learn more about the ministries we support and others in our area, and you find new ways to pray for them and support them as they carry out their mission to serve JC. Welcome back to Deep Dive. I'm so glad you have joined us again. Today we are talking with Candace and Shelly from Good Samaritan Thrift Store and Food Program. Um, Candace and Shelly, can you tell me a little bit about who you guys are and how you got involved with Good Sam um, and, and what you do there on a day-to-day basis? So I actually started here uh, June 1st of 2020. Um, I got connected with the ministry. Actually, when I was uh, managing at uh, JCPenney, we volunteered with Good Samaritan uh, for the back-to-school picnic. And about a year later, my name came up um as a prospect I met Shelly and well I started volunteering (laughs) in the food pantry and then when COVID hit obviously volunteer opportunities dropped off severely um but then when things started opening up a little bit more I started volunteering last summer um and they put me in the thrift store and about three weeks later Candace was like hey you would you like to have a job here and I was like (laughs) Sure. <laughs> so I started about a month after she did. So July yep. 8th, I think is my first day. So we've both been here a little over a year. Yep. Jobs are a very good thing, particularly in this environment. Yes. Um, so managing a thrift store, Candace, what does that, what does that entail? Um, I thought it entailed quite a bit of the same stuff that I knew at JCPenney, but that's not the case. Um, I mean, thankfully I have a large background in retail, but it is a different beast when you're working for a nonprofit um, and retail combined. But um, it, I mean, it's basically running my own small box store that's kind of detached, but also attached. You know, I have a staff of, of 10 people that I manage. Um, thankfully, I have an assistant store manager that helps me with everything. Um, but it's trying to you know, make budget. We have profit goals just like a retail store would um, because the main purpose of our thrift store is to put money back into the ministry side of things. Um, We are still considered a nonprofit, even though we do profit off of our sales. But the only money that is taken from those profits um, is just for our salaries in the thrift store. But everything else goes back directly into the ministry. Um, So we have certain goals that we want to meet to assist with any kind of programs, especially, you know, during the summer, like we're doing right now, backpacks and then holiday season. It's even more important to make sure that the store looks good. It feels good. Our customer service is great um, because all those things equal more profit and more community involvement. Shelly, what about you? What does the food program side of this entail? 
several things. We have lots of different programs. Like we've just come off of our summer food program where we did three different distributions, May, June, and July um, for people who have kids who are at home who are not getting fed like normal during the year. And we, we did over a thousand boxes for that. Um, and then every month, if you, once you, if you fill out an application, you're receiving any kind of benefits, social security, food stamps, anything like that, you can get, um, a monthly food box from us. And we have a large number of people who get that service on a regular basis. Um, we also provide grab bags for our neighbors who are not in homes currently, um, through the melting pot, we give those out as they, as they come to get their lunches um, for the weekends. Awesome. Um, what, what is the ministry side of Good Sam? Uh, I, I feel like a lot of people know the thrift store and can say, you know, okay, I donate things there, but what does the ministry side really do? Okay. Um, I will take that. Uh, so obviously we provide food. We help with rent and electric payments. Um, they help, we help people find housing, help people stay in their homes. Um, we help our homeless neighbors, uh, obtaining documents for, uh, like say their driver's license, their birth certificate, things like that, so that they can get a job and get housing. Um, obviously we provide the melting pot where we feed our homeless neighbors every day during the week and then provide the grab bags for the weekend. Um, there are lots, lots and lots of things that we do. <laughs> it kind of seems to me like the thrift store came out of the ministry. Is that true? Yeah. The thrift store has not been around as long as the ministry has. The ministry has been here since 1985 and it actually started out of a, um, response to a hurricane back in the eighties. Um, we started up to assist the people. It was kind of like a pop-up ministry. And then we just branched out from there and kind of around to help out with all the programs that Shelly just mentioned. And then um, several years back, um, the thrift store kind of came an idea to not only help with the surge of donations that people are wanting to get rid of, but also be a monetary assistance to the ministry as well. So yeah. Roughly how much in donations do you get in a week? Oh, my. Um, so monetarily, I, I can't tell you that because the way we keep track of that is a little different than what you would see on the retail side of things. But I would say, you know, if you're looking at the donation center itself, um, think of a very large, like, six-car garage, and it is filled every single day where there's no floor space um, and you can't see the floor and our team tries to sort through that and price it and get it onto the sales floor that that's roughly what you're looking at on a daily basis that's a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah are the people who are working to sort things are they employees volunteers a little bit of both they're a little bit of both majority of it right now is staff um we do have a lot of volunteers that volunteer on a normal basis. Um, like Sam and Jackie Vaughn, they are literally here every single week, at least one or two days um, sorting. We have other volunteers in the community that come and help. Northridge Community Church, their college age group comes. And 
you know, those are volunteers that they know what we're looking for to keep um, as far as our donations go and how to sort and things like that. So it's really great to have people like that. And then as well, we have staff members that um, that is their specific job is, is to go through that. So what kind of things can't you keep? I know, I know there are some things that people donate that you can't resell. So what kind of things can't you keep? So we do not accept um, any kind of mattresses or box, spring, box springs, um, especially since COVID. Um, I just don't feel comfortable with that. Medical equipment is something that we stopped taking um, again to COVID um, and just sanitary reasons in general. Adult diapers, um, we don't take anything like that. And it, it's kind of hard to narrow down some things because people will come with a large truck and yeah. some good, some of it's not. Um, but any kind of electronics that no longer work, um, anything like that, it, it's just going to go into the dumpster. And we try to educate the public as much as possible because not only are we, we want to be a place where people can bring all kinds of donations and we don't want them to make them feel like we're ungrateful, but it's also educational part of, you know, how many resources can we put into sorting versus educating the public on what to just go ahead and throw away. Um, but as far as like clothing and shoes and purses um, or any kind of plastics, we will always accept those no matter what condition they are in um, because we have a program that we um, have a slang word called overseas that we use. Um, and it, it's a tractor trailer out back that we keep and we fill that up. And a company in North Carolina actually comes and picks that up and pays us for that. Um, and they reuse all that material um, for overseas projects. Um, so it, we really try to recycle as much as we can, but sometimes you just can't. So, yeah. Um, in terms of donations, do you have times that people can drop things off? Yes. Um, so it's been a huge goal of mine this past year to, again, kind of educate the public and um, help them figure out what the best times are to come donate stuff. And we take donations Monday through Saturday from 12 to 5 p.m. Um, we try to encourage as much as we can not to drop stuff off when we're not here. Because nine times out of 10, it's going to have to end up in the dumpster um, because of the weather or anything like that. Or, you know, it gets torn through and damaged. Um, so we definitely like to encourage people to drop it off when a staff member's here. Um, that way, if they have any questions about our ministry um, or if we can't take their item, we can point them into another thrift store in the area uh, or location that can. I, I know I've seen several of your fo Facebook posts over the summer of things that you've had to throw away. And it's a shame to me because there are things that people could have used. Um, right. That you can't. Well, you know, we have to pay for the dumpster to be taken away. And, and that's a, a resource that, you know, is taken away from the money that could have gone into the ministry the more times I have to call for the dumpster to be hauled away. Yeah. So we're just trying to educate the public um, more than anything to work with us um, on maximizing the monetary gain that we have for the ministry. Yeah. Shelly, in terms of the, the food program side, what kind of volunteer activities do you have available? Um. We have volunteer activities or anytime, really, Monday through Friday. Honestly, um, we have a couple of consistent volunteers. Um, 
and consistent volunteers are the best volunteers because they know what they're doing and I can say, Hey, I need this done. And they go to it. Um, and you know, extra hands are always, always welcome because we're getting food deliveries from second harvest, several packs at a time on Mondays, we get a Walmart delivery on Tuesdays, we get a Sam's delivery. We may start getting a Publix delivery soon. Um, you know, because we probably take in, talking about donations, we probably take in 2,500, 3,000 pounds of food a week. Wow. And we processed, picked through to make sure that everything in there is still good because we get a lot of produce. Um, and then have it stored. And, you know, it takes a lot. Yeah. In terms of storage for the food, do you have a separate warehouse? Do you have a box truck? Do you have a refrigerator? Yeah, we have a giant walk-in cooler and freezer uh, that's outside. It's about the size of an Airstream trailer. Um, and then we have a vault where we store the dry goods. And we have several freezers and refrigerators inside where we keep stuff too. Sounds like a big operation to me. <laughs> it is. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I- I'll say Shelly probably needs more volunteers in the thrift store on a yeah. daily basis than we do, you know, cause I, I do have 10 staff members that I can pull from and rotate out. Um, but it's her and one other person um, mm-hmm. that work part time and she, she needs consistent volunteers for sure. Do you have any stories of people that have come in through the food program or even through the thrift store that you've seen the good that Good Samaritan has done? Gosh, absolutely. We have, um, there's a program that's called Bridges. Um, and it's for people who are, have been homeless, have now found homes and are in the process of getting jobs and like moving towards self-sufficiency. Um, we have several, I won't mention names. We have several of our volunteers, um, who've come through and been super helpful to me in giving back to good Sam because of what good Sam has done for them. Um, and like their lives are changed. I mean, they were homeless. Now they have a home. They come in and talk about, Oh, I got a bird. I'm so excited. I got my first house plant. Like, I mean, it's big. It's, those are big things for them. It's like a Mm -hmm. huge change in their dignity Yeah, and being able to give back has been a really good thing. Yeah. And for the thrift store side of things, our, our outreach that we see is more like on a consistent interaction kind of basis of just, you know, we have one guy, we call him hat guy because he always wears all these cool hats and, um, you know, he just wants to come in and talk all the time. And, and sometimes it can be, you know, exhausting and you don't want to interact um, all the time. But we had one day he he rode home and then came straight back to bring us a piece of artwork that he made. And he told one of the cashiers that um, he had to come show us because we were his only friends. It's like things like that, that like we see it every day, but a consistent interaction with him. We may be the only people that they get to talk to and, and just hang out with every day. So. Yeah. And Mitchell Hancock uh, used to work here. And one of our customers who's a big book lover, um, when she found out that he was leaving because they'd had so many conversations about books and talked about all kinds of things that she brought him a book and wrote him a, like wrote him a letter when yeah. he was leaving to go to Spain. So yeah, it's really, it's, it's really beautiful. All the connections that we make with our neighbors. Yeah. For- 
sounds to me like it's about relationship just as much as food and thrifting. Correct. Yeah. I know one of the things you guys have done this summer, um, or maybe it was even during the pandemic, you guys have created some stickers and some t-shirts and things um, to help raise some money for the organization. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about that? So that actually got brought into um, by Cora Weimer. Um, She worked for me just for about three or four weeks before she went into the inner year fellowship program. And um, it was about a month after I started here, we got to thinking about, you know, how do we get the community to know more about the thrift store and what we do in the thrift store. And as you, as people may know, Cora is a a graphic design artist. Um, She has great creativity, but she created our logo that we have for the thrift store. Um, And so we had Boomtown just make them into t-shirts and, we ordered stickers and, you know, we've sold out of the t-shirts quite a few times. Um, we, we have to order them quite a bit. And she also um, painted a really large mural in our thrift store, um, which has our uh, slogan, combat poverty and change lives. And it's just a way that people, once they leave the thrift store, they have something with them to stay in the community. Mm-hmm. Um because some people know about the thrift store and some people know that about the ministry, but not everybody knows about both of them combined. Yeah. And that's, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make a connection and maybe the two community stands that, you know, if you can't volunteer, but you're going to shop with us, you're still helping out the ministry and vice versa. So, yeah. Um, the, the way that you impact the community is unique in both of the ways in both of your jobs. Mm-hmm. What do you hope that people see and how do you hope they respond to what you do? We just, I think that our goal here, thrift store ministry side together is that is for our community to see population as our neighbors, yeah. to see our neighbors, not as a problem um, or a nuisance in the downtown area, but that they are our neighbors, that they are part of our community, just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, you know, a large reason why we cleaned out the thrift store and made it a nicer place to shop because you may love to thrift. You may have to thrift. Yeah. And everyone deserves a nice place to shop because, mm-hmm. you know, human dignity is a, is a big concern for us here. So, yeah. One of the things that I always think about with thrift stores is how many there are. Mm-hmm. What makes mm-hmm. you guys different? So we were actually talking about this this morning and, you know, we were off all the places in the area, you know, family promise, they have a thrift store. Um, Manor house has a thrift store, Haven you know, Mercy. Haven of mercy. Yeah. Like what makes us different? It's not necessarily that we're different because we're all, I feel like we're all on the same mission and the same purpose. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, number one, we have a staff, um, and I'll speak for the thrift store staff, especially. I have a staff that wants to be here, that enjoys to be here. It's also a place that we want people to have a place to um, gain experience, whether worldly or a job experience. Um, that they can grow and make mistakes in and then learn to go out into um, quote unquote, the real world. Yeah. But it's, it's like she said, you know, it, it's a place where everyone can shop no matter 
you know, lower income, middle and in, middle income, what, whatever that looks like. Um, it's a place to come have fun, um, to be able to engage in conversation and to get necessities or things that you just like to have. And that's one of the things that I've really tried to, to maintain here is all basic necessities in our store are, are a low price. Um, and I want to keep it that way. We do have a lot of higher end price items. Um, and, you know, I'm comfortable pricing those that way because we do have a ministry to support um, and everything to say that all that money goes back into it. But at the end of the day, like basic necessities or, or basic pleasures like books and movies and things like that, they're super, super cheap, super accessible. Um, but it, you can just come to work and you just know that everybody enjoys being here. I, you know, when I was at JCPenney, people called out every single day. Like I don't have staff that calls out. Um, and, lot you know the only time I've ever had somebody miss work is when they had COVID mm. and I've been here yeah um so that that's a huge difference it, people just enjoy it they they know that they are giving back um and for purpose Shelly what about the food side I mean you know I can't speak for other organizations um but I know that we we do try to form relationships with these with our friend with our neighbors I mean we you know, we know their stories, we know their kids' names, we know what's going on with them, where they're living, if they've moved, like, we, you know, we talk to them as we give them their stuff, it's just, you know, I mean, I can only, I can only speak for us, because I haven't, I haven't seen other people's food programs, I just know that we, we care a lot about these, about our neighbors. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the ways that we can help? Donations, volunteering, what else? We, we were talking about this earlier this week, and we'll just reiterate it as much as we can. Volunteers is, is the biggest thing that we need, especially Shelly. Um, you know, the thrift store has a, a consistent um, inventory of donations. You know, every time we, we may go through a drought here and there, but um, we definitely are okay on donations, but it, it's mainly volunteers that both of us need, but mainly Shelly. What ways can we pray for good Sam? For all of us, you know, we're not understaffed. I don't like that. Not understaffed, but there are a lot of things. There are a lot of tasks every day that need to happen. We all wear a lot of hats. Yeah. Um, so praying for strength for us to just continue, you know, serving as God will have us serve. Um, you know, praying for uh, our CEO, Aaron, and for Word, that they would make wise decisions um, for the money that comes in and for the types of ministries that we continue to do, um, you know, and that we all just stay well. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a big one right now. I've, I've heard that from several of our podcast guests. Candace and Shelly, thank you so much for taking the time today to talk to us about Good Sam, the ministry, the thrift store and all that you guys do. Um, thank you for what you do in this community. If you are interested in getting involved, um, if you want to volunteer, just go to goodsam.org and fill out the application form um, and that will put you in touch with the right person. If you wanna contact Candace or Shelly directly about something that you heard today, their emails will be in the podcast description. Thank you guys so, so much. Um, and I hope you enjoy your thrift life. Um, I, I know that a lot of people in this area do enjoy what you guys do and support your ministry very, um, 
very consistently. Um, So thank you. And I hope you join us next time for deep dive as we continue in our service series.